definitely didn't write everything in, but give a good idea. Just keep it short and sweet, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know me. <laughs> Be finished in five seconds. <laughs> yeah. I think Brooke is frozen. Right. No, sure. she's I'm not. Just she's just my face. She's just not oh. amused. <laughs> just not Damn, amused. That's tough. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like. There's no way she's not smiling at what I just said. She's definitely frozen. Right. Oh my. No God. way that my frail male ego cannot take that. Maybe I, what I said wasn't funny. She just is frozen. Do you not remember you blasting us about not thinking you're funny? Well, no, because that was a really good joke. You uh, can't count on us to laugh at your jokes. Bro. No, no, I cannot. What can I count on you guys for nowadays? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Health Unfiltered. I am joined today with not one, but two of my co-hosts who are styling right now in their blue light glasses. I feel very left out. Welcome, (laughs) Rowan Nicole. Do not disturb my circadian rhythm. (laughs) Yeah. As we're podcasting the latest we've ever podcasted. Nice. Mm -mm. This is like... I feel like this is honestly like a perfect lead into what we're talking about because the level of grandma and grandpa this vibe is giving me is just <laughs> which <epic>. so look <laughs> tables have turned because Ro would give us so much shit on our Gramminess and now okay, but- he's totally thirty and old and trying to take care of his aging body. Here's the difference, okay? <laughs> you are like I put the blue lights on to go to sleep. I'm like, I put the glue lights on to keep working, to keep enjoying oh, my no, night. No, no. Like, different. You're leaning I into the whole thing, and I'm like, I'm just destroying if I'm too far my away from something, like, the, words the are blurry. And I'm like, oh my God, are my eyes going? Like, is this it? I'm declining. Mm-hmm. See? I've been blind my eyesight's since age still six, sharp. So. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've yeah, never worn I mean, glasses. I've never worn contacts. Me neither. And I'm very nervous about not being able to see. Today, I did my first physical in God knows how long, probably since I was 18. And the guy was like, You are just a perfect specimen. And I was like, You don't, please don't tell me that. Like, I already <laughs> don't know tell that. him that. Uh, Who said that? No, he, <laughs> the orthopedic <laughs> doctor for the team, but he didn't tell me that. He was just like, Well, you're young and healthy. And I was like, Yeah, my eyes are great. My teeth are great. Like, Everything is good. And I'm like, wow. Imagine being 30 and being like, oh, you can't see anything anymore. And it's just like, mm-mm, not this guy. Me, high performance male. That's it. You know, Shout don't out to my take dad. it for granted. You know, like waking up and being able to open your eyes and actually see, like, I don't know what that's like. I've never it's had that. The best because I don't have to like <laughs> sit here and be that's like, like <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> it really no, but really imagine every morning waking up and opening your eyes and you're like, I don't fucking know what's going on. It's just a blur. I would never get up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, well, oh, man. this is it. Yeah, I mean, the second I go from like having perfect vision, I'll just stab my eyeballs off me. Like, if I'm not perfect, I don't want to be here anymore. So it's all good. That's well. On that that's, note, um. Are you drinking yeah, anything it, to yeah. match your sorrows? No, no, no I uh, so I am living in a hotel for the next seven weeks. Uh, so I haven't really had time to. I got here yesterday, 
haven't had time to go out and get like my groceries and i was not gonna pay eight dollars for like a bottle beer at the uh the hotel bar so just have some water um and uh yeah we'll be drinking next time for sure also so are you gonna be so wow are you gonna be in the same hotel for like all seven weeks like you just this is your room this is your life now yeah this is my my home for the next seven weeks yeah but I was telling Nicole before we got on the call that, like, I have my PS5, I brought my monitor, you know, like, so I might as well be in my office back home, you know, like, it just is what it is. So, wow, yep. so intense. Live, I know, right? Crazy. But no, I'm not drinking anything except for water. I did have a muscle milk earlier. Um, we'll probably have one a little later as well. So, we'll pretend that I'm drinking that Another unless you're watching one? the video. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have dinner, so either I eat um, or I have another That was your mistake. Shake. We would have waited. Yeah, I know, but it's also like we're this. It's seven thirty-five Eastern. This is like the latest you all have ever. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to put that on you. Our listeners know your grandmas, I'm so, and if so, I'm like, I'm so thankful for your concern <laughs> and um, understanding. Of course, yes, that, that comes with the age. I know what sympathy and empathy is now. Um, who would have thought? So. You've stepped it up since grad school, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout Nicole, out, Casey. What are you drinking? I have been guzzling water today. So, <clears throat> you know, the Super Bowl was yesterday. So we're already struggling because we stayed up past our bedtime. Plus, <sighs> I did have some tequila um but not a lot whoa (laughs) what'd you mix it in what'd you have i need to so just straight it was actually like one of my friends they their like apartment complex was having like a giveaway and she won this really nice like bar cart like package i guess and so they gave her this really nice tequila I, i forgot to like look at the name but it was it definitely had like a mezcal vibe like i can taste the smokiness and it was so good. Um, so it was like a really nice bottle. But we made like, you know, traditional margaritas. And it was nice. But before that, we did an unplanned like five mile hike. So I was just like, I Whoa. definitely have to like drink a lot of water. I drank <laughs> a liquid IV before I had my margarita because I was just like, this is going to catch up to me really fast yeah. because I was not planning on getting 20,000 steps yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Hell wow. yeah, brother. I love it. That was a long explanation to just say I'm drinking water. <laughs> just drink water. <laughs> I just don't want people to think I'm super boring. Like, I mean, it's all because of balance, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. We love it. We I'm love it and appreciate it. Super unapologetically boring. But I do have <laughs> a fresh peepa. Ooh, what is a peepa? look at that coconut. This one's really big too. Is that it's how you say peepa? Peepa. Is is that is that coconut in Spanish? Mm-hmm. Baby coconut. Peepa. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Ro? Because it sounded like you didn't know that. Peepa. No. Peepa. I've never heard that. But sometimes they that call is... them like I don't know they call them all kinds of things. But um, I've learned it as people. That's that's gotta be just Costa Rican because it's not it's not a uh... oh yeah, Costa Rican know. Spanish has actually been harder to learn because they don't use two they use usted. 
So it's actually like really messed with my brain to relearn Just don't use usted. Dialogue. There you go. But it's like really disrespectful. Like you use usted for like everyone. And I don't want to be disrespectful to be the American like. Mm. Yeah, absolutely do it. You're like, I'm just better than you. It's okay. <laughs> Man, I will say like, I wish I had that gene where you can just like learn these things easily, but I don't got it. Well, mm, that maybe also it's because you age so much. Whoa, yeah. look at that. <laughs> <laughs> like look at they, that segue. You tell, they always say like when like kids are like the best to learn a second language because their brains are just like sponges. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's why yeah, I swear people, so much. Thanks, Dad. Just kidding. People who have kids here say some of them will speak Spanish better than English because they pick it up quicker with friends and at school. And I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good times. Well, we do have a question of the week, and I feel like this one Let's is to probably for Ro. So the question <laughs> is, I did an in-body test that said I was 35% body fat. How is that possible? And also, I heard that BMI is a crappy way to assess body composition. Is this the same thing? Yeah, so a lot of layers to this question. First of all, as we have stated multiple times, right, Um there's a lot more to health in your body than percent body fat, right? Uh, and there's a lot of different things that can kind of affect it. But an in-body test, what it is, is it's a type of BIA um, and a BIA test, so bioelectrical impotence. Um, what it's doing is it's sending a small shockwave from one node to another. So in the in-body, it's like one hand, your left hand and your right hand, and then your left foot your right foot and the amount of time that it takes for the electrical signal to get from left to right um, is uh, increased with the amount of fat that you have or the less muscle you have because water or electricity conducts better with water and you store water more in your muscles than you do fat and then fat just generally blunts things a little more. So the more body fat you have, the longer it takes for this signal to go through, the higher your percent body fat shows up on an in-body. Um, it is different than BMI, right? Because we, we've we talked ad nauseum about how BMI is like terrible. It only takes your height and weight into account. Nothing about uh, what your muscle mass is. Nothing about like you know, lean tissue mass. Uh, it's just how tall are you? How much do you weigh? Um, so that holds even less weight, no pun intended, uh, when it comes to like giving you an idea of what your body fat percentage might be. Now, is it possible for you to be 35% body fat? Like, yeah, of course. And, you know, it comes with the territory of being human and Sometimes being less active, sometimes eating more, a lot of things that can, can affect uh, having high body fat percentages. But, you know, this is not a cop-out, but a BIA is an imperfect machine, right? Um, one of the reasons I don't like people using them is because they're standardized to be used like first thing in the morning after like you haven't eaten, you haven't done exercise, you're well hydrated because as we've talked about, if you are not well hydrated, you have less water. The system doesn't know that. It's just going to say you have higher body fat percentage. Um, if you have done some exercise, 
you're going to push more fluids into the muscle. So then it's going to say that you are uh, more lean than you might be. Um, and then throughout the day, like your fluid shift just as you walk around, like that's a normal human thing. So if you have gone, you know, all day, it's 3 p.m., you've had two to three meals, you've been walking around all day, maybe some coffee, so now you're dehydrated, and you're like, yeah, let me just do this thing right here. Automatically, there's a 3% um, uh, like plus or minus built into it. And after you've done all these things that are outside of the standardization like of the protocol, I mean, that can shoot up like 10, 15%. So whether this is like your true 35%, hard to say. I don't know you. I don't know like, you know, what you did throughout the day when you did it. Um, but there are a lot of things that can affect that number outside of just like what the amount of body fat you have is uh, at that given moment. Um, so there are different things going back to the question, kind of gave a, an idea of what BIA is, what BMI is, um, and that it's it's totally like, it's the total possible thing. Um, I also think that when people think of like high percent body fat, we think of like larger bodies. Um, but you can be like 100 pounds and be like generally smaller and still have high percent body fat because you just have no muscle mass. Um, I remember I had a cheerleader who um, was, I think, 105 pounds. And when she got on the in body, she was 36%. Crazy to think about like a cheerleader being 105 pounds, having that much, you know, body fat. But it was simply because like she didn't have muscle mass, very explosive, right? She had a lot of strength, but there, there was no accumulation of muscle. Um, and so, you know, that kind of gets into some terms like mass obesity and like, you know, skinny fat and whatever that means. But like, there's a lot of things that, that can affect this number. Um, and, you know, whether it holds any weight is up to you, your healthcare provider, you know, whoever is helping you make these decisions about your health. So it's a good question for sure with a lot, with a lot of nuance. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was a personal trainer, we would use the in-body, not the in-body, the bod pod. We had a bod pod. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. I really liked it. And I think the coolest part about this whole thing is it's not just about like, oh, I need to get smaller. I need to lose weight. It's like, no, we can actually have favorable body composition changes just from focusing on strength training and yeah. building lean mass. And that was the coolest thing. I worked primarily with women teaching them and introducing them to strength training and it was the coolest thing to like see the before and afters and the bod pod i'm like yeah muscle mm -hmm. mass yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's also like like we've talked so many times like people are like oh i weigh 150 i want to be one 130 you know whatever it is and you're like why wouldn't you want to just be like a stacked 150 <laughs> you know <laughs> like this number doesn't mean anything but if you can be just fucking juiced like why wouldn't you do that so yeah i i love i love that <laughs> Nice. Well, today, as we've alluded to, we're going to be talking about aging, um, and it is a beautiful part of life. Some would say, unfortunately, yeah. I say fortunately. I'm mm -hmm. enjoying. I'm enjoying it, even though I am not that far along. I guess you but can take a wild guess at who doesn't like aging in this group. <laughs> yeah, that's in case anyone was curious. That's definitely row gagging in the background, not Nicole and I. Um, 
<laughs> but it's important to note that there's a way to do this with grace and um, to, I guess, like slow down the rate at which we age. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what aging looks like from a molecular standpoint. We'll get nerdy for a minute. And then what it looks like from a functional standpoint. We'll talk about metabolism and how we can actively fight, especially against being immobile at an older age. I think that would that's really like a big thing that determines mm-hmm. the quality of your life is like, for can sure. I still move my body? Yeah. So first, you know, let's, let's speak about our own experiences. Um, and I'm cool about talking about my age. So like, I'm only 33, <laughs> even though Imagine. I'm the oldest one Couldn't here. Be <laughs> um, Mama Brooke. But I'm going to pass it to you all. What have you all noticed like mentally and physically that has changed as you have been aging? Oh man. I'm going to go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> Please do that. Physically, I think there was this really big turning point because every all of us here, like we've always been physically active. And I do think that there was a part of me that took that for granted um, as life moved forward. You know, once I graduated college, I just didn't have like the same routine and like the ability to go to the gym all the time. Mm-hmm. And as it kind of decreased and I wasn't prioritizing it in the way that I wish maybe I had, I definitely saw like stiffness come into place. I saw myself like not easy, like as easily bouncing back. Like if I wanted to go try a, like a hit <laughs> yeah. cardio class, um, I was like, why can't I, why can't I do that? Like I used to or whatever. And I think a big part of me like beat myself up. But then it was just like relearning how to train smart and like really start investing in people who were super knowledgeable and not just trying to do whatever was trendy. Um, But yeah, physically, it's just like you do have to be more cognizant of what's hurting, what's stiff, what what can you add in your day to like combat those things? Um, Mm -hmm. And then mentally... I think that's where like I've grown the most as I've aged of like, that's the part of me that I feel like I take care of the best of one, not really like not beating myself up as much, not caring what other people think, like really being able to step into who I am and know that like I'm moving forward and I'm proud of, proud of all of that. Where I think is when we're younger, we're really caught up with like, who what what people think about us and we don't have that like self-confidence yeah yeah that's uh all really good points um i think uh physically for me uh (laughs) i mean i've talked before about how i would wake up at 5 30 get to the gym at six and like there was no warm up. It was awesome. You just like yeah. squat with the bar, one thirty five, two twenty five, three fifteen, and then it's time to like get to work. And uh, oh, maybe that's why I had back surgery. Maybe we'll never know. You know, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think that for me now, it's like it's it's super important that I'm doing some sort of movement every day, and it's easy. It's built into my life. It's it's built into work. I mean, especially now with work, like I'm I'm outside of like my office at home and so it's like i'm in the weight room i'm moving i'm visiting offices like that inherently is like movement that has just not been around for the past 
six months, the past year, two years um, that I'm excited about. It's part of the reason I took the job is like, oh, I don't want anything remote right now. I want to just be around people and like do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also like working around other males who value like males and females, but uh, that value like performance at the highest end how do we maximize you know like getting strong getting fast and uh like i think that's probably where the mentality has shifted was like before it was like i'm just gonna bang weights and that's it like i have more than enough going on in life like i don't have to worry about cardio and things like that um but like now it's like i i I want to do more like sprint work i want to do more uh long long form cardio work not and this may be dumb but it's not because i'm like oh i want to live long and have like a healthy heart like i can do that with training it's just that it's it's something new it's something that like i'm like oh what else can my body do because i've had it stuck in the weight room for you know the past 10 years and i've loved every second of it like i i love lifting more than most things um but now it's like oh what can i what can i do as far as like moving faster moving fast moving slow for a long period of time um but yeah i i I ache more than i have in the past i probably have some like early onset arthritis just because of like the abuse i put my body through but i mean that's you know that's gonna happen we'll talk about it right that's gonna happen regardless Mm -hmm. of whether you do work or not and i would rather like slide like headfirst into the end of my life than kind of just like trudge along to it and then be like it's i guess it's my time to go you know so uh yeah (laughs) incredible motivating there (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so for me i think the worst part are the things i've noticed that have been the most challenging rather words matter um, I will get injured more easily and I really have to be mm. intentional about the preparation and the recovery mm-hmm. process. But I've For also sure. learned to like it, you know, like it's part of my life that I enjoy now, but I think I took it for granted, like Nicole mentioned. Mm. But then I think uh, positive wise, like the best parts, definitely overall better confidence like you really do give less fucks the older you get Mm -hmm. and uh, that's been really really helpful for I think like these other aspects that encompass holistic health and I've gotten a lot better at balance and stress management uh, like stress resiliency I would say and I think those are really my my big points I think you guys spoke to a lot of the similar things I would say Mm -hmm. but I mean to be 20 again huh to be 20 again. I don't know if I want to go oh, back to being 20 yeah. again. Right. So I'll well, take mentally and emotionally, no. But like physically, I'm like, that would be pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's just all a part of yeah. life. You know, you're always making some sort of sacrifice. True. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Even if true. you get to go back to your 20-year-old body, there's going to be something that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Okay, so now that we have talked about our personal experiences, let's go into the details of what actually happens to us physically as we age. This might be a little bit on the negative side, but we're going to talk about what we can do to support and make sure that we do this uh, gracefully. Man, everything just gets worse, you know, and and I think it's so funny because like, and again, this may be too, too deep, but like, 
every day we're living, we're dying, right? Like at some point we, we just like life ends. So whether it's <laughs> because it's something traumatic or it's because your body literally is like, this is good. I'm done. Like, that's just how it goes. Um, and I think it's always like interesting to, to think about like what the body does, like from cognitive to sensory to physical changes. It just like slowly gives up, right? It's like, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. Let's stop that. Or we haven't done this in a while. So now we're not going to devote energy to it. And I think that that's like what I want to talk about mostly in this episode is like a lot of us. And, you know, probably rightfully so look at aging as like a negative thing. It is inevitable. Um, But like you said, Brooke, there's ways that we can stop these things from happening or at least like slow them. I think you said you can age gracefully, right? Um, Because you're going to have cognitive changes. So you're going to have decreases in your ability to pay attention. Your memory is just going to get worse and your ability to make decisions um, quickly. So like reaction times are going to get worse. Like, are you going to notice this like on a day to day level? Maybe not because these things do happen slowly. Um, But, you know, that's why you see like uh, a lot of like esport athletes where it's not very physical, but it's a lot of like cognitive, just like attention. My fingers are working and I'm trying to make moves, whatever. They really like peak at their like late 20s as well because you have these 18-year-olds that are just like, or 15-year-olds even with esports, their brains are just like wired to work like boom, 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 boom. I can make these decisions way faster than you. And at 28 against a 16-year-old, like it's just crazy the amount of difference that the cognitive changes that that um, that can occur there. Um, sensory changes, we were talking about how our vision goes, right? Uh, our hearing, I'm positive my hearing's going to go if it hasn't already because like <laughs> I've been listening to screaming music almost every day for 10 years. Like it's great, you know, and, and it hypes me up. But I've gotten to this point where I'm like, my headphones are not loud enough. I need it like up my ass at this point like just to like oh hear it fully God. you know what i mean no uh, you just need to and stop it's that. well i mean well the music in my ass or or what like <laughs> it's like some weird anima situation no, it's, it's not even that no. uh but it's just like you know i just sometimes i'm listening i'm like this song used to be louder uh i don't know what's going on and i really hope it's just that my headphones You're are damaging like, your ears um, but stuff like that happens like you we're all have experiences where we've talked to our parents, our grandparents, they're like, what, what, what? And I'm like, "How? I could not have been more clear, right? It just kind of is <laughs> what it is. Uh, and this is also why, like, you've ever looked at, like, your boomer grandpa texting, and it's, like, size 85 super font. <laughs> and you're like, man, this person should not be driving anymore. <laughs> but, like, they still are, right? Um, that's part of the the decline that comes with aging, and, you know, as a, as a sports performance um, person and, and exercise performance uh, person, I'm always looking at things through, like, the physical lens. So you have things that come with aging, especially when you're not taking care of yourself, like chronic diseases like heart disease, uh, diabetes, cancer becomes pretty rampant. Um, not, you know, not saying if you're, like, super healthy and exercising, you can't get these things, right? But we know that living an inactive life and being weaker uh, is going to kind of exacerbate these uh, these conditions. Um, and then like 
the one thing that probably would hurt every gym rat ever is like sarcopenia. Like we just inherently start to lose muscle and our ability to do things with our body. So um, yeah, when you when you look at aging just from like the lens of the human body, you're like, man, this fucking sucks. Like <laughs> our joints are going to rip apart. We're going to get weaker, all this stuff. But then, you know, we understand that like life there's so much more to life than just like what our body is at the present moment. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's like our brain is software and like our body is the hardware and it runs out eventually. And I think that's why what we're saying and we've noticed is it's so important to really take care of the hardware. And I wish I would have appreciated Mm -hmm. it more and paid attention more when I was younger. But I (laughs) want to zoom in on one of the things you said, because I think this is really, really important which is sarcopenia, big word, spell that for like 500 points. Um, <laughs> but let like talk about that. What does sarcopenia mean? And yeah, just give us the basics. We'll start there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sarcopenia is um, pretty linked to like age-related, but it's, it's the loss of muscle mass, strength, and function. So it's, you can think about it as like your muscles withering away, right? Um, it is natural. Uh, it, it's a part of life, right? Because at some point, these metabolic processes just kind of start to slow down or the signal isn't as strong anymore, or we have other stressors that are taking up our ability to, to maximize the signal to either keep muscle or grow muscle. Um, but what we see is just that like, as you get older, you get weaker and smaller, right? Especially if you are not doing any sort of like resistance exercise. Um, And then even more so if you are just flat out inactive. Um, It, it's one of those things where like, you know, maybe in, in our eyes, right? We're, I say we're old, right? We're 30, but like when, when from 20 to 30, we talk about like pain and whatnot, but like, I'm still bigger than I was when I was 20. I'm still stronger than I was in a lot of ways than I was 20. Um, but like we have this natural decrease of like one and two percent in muscle function, whether we can look at that as like force production, um, the speed at which we can contract uh, or just like overall strength um, that happens on a yearly basis. And this starts like, in your late 20s kind of early 30s now this is kind of like a huge range when you think about it right because it's like okay 27 to like 33 what does that mean i don't know uh how does it happen like is it more or less for person a or b under environment a and b who's been eating a and b like so many things that that can affect it um so it's it's difficult when people are like, well, like, how, how much muscle am I going to lose? Like, how, how much weaker am I going to get? And it's like, I don't know, man. How inactive are you? Uh, what's your diet look like? Um, are you on any sort of medication uh, or around these environmental stressors that are going to affect your hormones and cause other, like, medical conditions to become exacerbated? Like, all of these things we know play a role in what sarcopenia or play a role in sarcopenia. So it's like, 
that's that kind of goes back to taking care of the hardware, right? It's like if you have a computer in in a room that is like perfect temper all the time, it's going to work fine. But you put it around like these boxes where it can't have air flowing through it. It's you spill water around it, like you do all these things to like your shitty little computer. Then it gets worse, and that's kind of like how we can look at the human body and saying like, look, if you are put in these terrible conditions. Um, and you are not doing things well, then the rate at which you get worse increases exponentially. Um, and that's how you kind of get sarcopenia. Yeah, and I, f- I feel like we don't give this as much thought as we should, like as a general mm-hmm. population, because a lot of the times as we age too, the body doesn't heal and fix itself <laughs> the way Man. it normally would, right? So yeah. So many times, unfortunately, I've seen people fall or break something, and then that's really the end of their mobility. And a lot yeah. of the times they need to be in like assisted living care or something because their bones can't heal, they can't handle a surgery, like whatever it is that happened. So just something to think about, which I also, you know, plug for Rose entire profession. But like this is also <laughs> why strength training and physical activity is really important as we age. It's not just because you want big muscles and to look cool. It's literally just so you can you function as you age. Yeah, you become a brick shit house. It's it's much e- harder to kill something that's bigger and stronger, right? Like just look at nature. If you're bigger and stronger, it's harder to kill you and it's harder for you to die if you are just bigger and stronger. And uh, I love that you brought up that, um, especially as you get older, like really old, we're talking like 60, 70, 80, 90. Uh, it, if you fall when you are that old, like you may never walk again. And that's not like us being dramatic. It's just that like you have not put enough stress on your body to to be able to handle a load like that. And then you fall and then it's like, well, now you're fighting that your healing process is decreased and that you probably don't eat well in general. You're, you were super inactive. Um, and so your body's like, what do, what do I have to heal for? Like I wasn't doing anything anyway. And then you stop moving even more, you die quicker. Like it's just terrible. And think about like, when's the last time you fell? And I mean like really fell. And you're like, oh man, like some of us can get up and be like, wow, that fucking hurt. I'm fine today. The next day, I may be a little sore. Um, and some of us can fall and then you're out for like a week, a month. And it's like, not because it was a terrible fall, but just because you have not done enough for your body to be callous to these outside things. And so when something like that happens, it's such a stress that your body is like, I'm broken. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Uh, so yeah, that's a, it's a good point you brought up. So let's even zoom in further. What's actually happening at a molecular, molecular big words, level I know, right? sarcopenia? Yeah, I, I know I just spent like the past 20 minutes like shitting on aging, right? And, and why sarcopenia <laughs> is bad. Um, but how it happens is like really cool. Um, simply because I, you know, love the pathways and, and how our body will dictate whether to keep things or not and whether to keep you strong or to, like I said, give up on you pretty much. Um, We've talked so many times about how your body is so smart and it will give resources to the things that it feels like it needs to. Um, And so we can look at it from a molecular level in the same way. Um, 
So at least age-related sarcopenia is uh, likely linked to a system called the ubiquitin, ubiquitin proteasome pathway. Um, really important pathway, like all things, right? When things are over abundance, it can be a negative thing. And when they are working the way they're supposed to, it can be a healthy thing. Um, so the ubiquitin proteasome system is responsible for degrading proteins within the body. Um, when we look at protein as like just muscle building, this can be like a negative thing. Like, wow, why would I want this system that's going to essentially just break down my muscle tissue? Like, no, proteins are things like that, uh, like ribosomes that are responsible for uh, transmitting signals that are going to eventually lead to uh, DNA replication that are eventually going to lead to the, all the good things that we want. Um, but like any machine, there are faults. And when you have a faulty protein, this system is responsible for saying, we got to tear you down so you don't go off and do more damage. Um, over time, uh, because of eating habits, environment, um, your activity or inactivity, like both positive and negative for all these things I'm talking about, you stress that system. And at some point, right, it becomes like, well, I can't work as efficiently as I used to. I mean, we think about like going into work for 40 years, right? And then being like, I'm 65, I'm retired. I just don't want to do anything. Now think about your body keeping you alive every second of every day and just consistently working. And at some point it's like, this is not cool anymore. <laughs> like, I just don't want to do this. So I can sympathize with the body for sure. Um, but that's what's happening is that like, even though its main point is to break down damaged or abnormal proteins, and it's very regulated and it's very specific, as we age, we are increasing the, the activity. Um, and that allows for kind of it to become hyper increased um, or hyper active. So now it's going to start to break down proteins that are important for keeping us alive, keeping us young, for lack of a better word. Um, so now it's going to tear down that muscle a little more. It's going to limit the signaling for allow for more protein to be built to allow for more muscle. Um, it's going to lead into some neurodegenerative diseases. So like your brain is linked by proteins you know, and if, you know, it's something that that's very close and, and dear to us, like we have family members that have either died or are suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia. And like, to see that it's like, terrible. And some of that is linked to the ubiquitin proteasome pathway. And whether that's because they ate terribly, whether it was because they didn't move as much, or simply because genetics were not on your side, like, it's it's impossible to say really but that doesn't mean that we can just like be like oh my genes are gonna fuck me so i'm just not gonna do anything to make this better um so yeah that 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 pathway before i get lost in my own sauce um is what's going to inevitably lead to like a decrease in anabolic hormones uh reductions in muscle mass and that's how we have like a reduction in quality of life so slowly over time, you just become weaker. You do less things. Um, it can kind of help spur 
chronic inflammation. And we've talked about inflammation and when it's a positive, like after exercise, how you need that stimulus. But if it's like chronic low-grade inflammation, then it becomes a bad thing. And this system can kind of, again, make that hyperactive. And then it's like this double-edged sword in a not good way at all. It's just like killing you from from both ways. Um, so yeah, like it is linked to all of those bad things that we kind of associate with getting old, getting decrepit, getting weaker. Um, but it is, like I said, a really cool system because when it works, it works. And it allows for you to stay young and to stay virile and active. And just at some point, it's like... It's, it's our time to go, man. So I'm just not going to show up to work today. <laughs> this podcast has taken a very dark turn very quickly. <laughs> I don't um, even right. think that's a dark turn. It but, just is what it is, you know? No, it is what it is. But I will say I want to highlight some of the positive words that came out of that, which is, <laughs> yes, this is normal and it's a really cool biological process that's supposed to happen. But like reminder and maybe newsflash for some people, a lot of this is in our control, which I know we'll talk yes. about later towards the end. But <clears throat> for sure, you it doesn't have to be this like demise that starts happening very young. Like you can actually do yeah. a lot to balance it. And even with um, dementia, um, there's like incredible research that they're still doing. And it's like a lot of it is in our control. Even if we've been dealt a shitty hand of genetics, every the food you eat the activity you do or don't do the stress levels you manage like it it all makes a difference so there is hope mm -hmm. there's a light yeah. at the end of the podcast we'll talk about that um <laughs> yeah. but in, like can you explain a little bit about how this process happens as far as like is this something that like all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like it's here i'm withering i'm dying or is this more <laughs> of like a slow decline like what is this actually slow like? burn yeah, that's uh, that's also kind of like both, right? Uh, it's it's for sure like a slow thing, right? You don't just, I mean, I woke up when I was thirty and was like, my back hurt, right? It just like kind of half joking, but also I had, I mean, I was, I'm old, I have no business kind of like rollerblading after I have done a bunch of shit, and I'm like, wow, my back is effed for like a week, and this is messed up, but, um. Yeah, I, it's it's a slow thing that happens over time. I think we notice it certain times, and that's all we think. Like, it was for sure when I turned 25. It was for sure when I hit 55. After I had my first kid, like, I think it's very easy for us to say, like, this was when it happened. Um, when the reality is that, like, it depends on how active and strong you are at this moment. So whether you are 16 listening to this or... 80 listening to this and everywhere in between being like, well, when am I going to start to notice like that I can't do this anymore or I am weaker or whatever? Like we know that we're going to have a loss in our ability to produce force yearly, right? One to 5%, um, especially like after your 30s, for sure after like your 50s. Like we've talked about a slow demise. Um, but like if you have been active and you have been training, then either that change doesn't start until way later in your life or it may start now, but it's like instead of 1%, we're talking like 0.01%, right? Like our 
we like you mentioned Brooke we have the ability to control a lot of these things and it's kind of like based on what you are doing right now because you, you can never go back right and be like oh I wish I started training when I was 20 it's like I, I'm sorry we all wish we could have done different things but like what can you do right now um, and I think when we look at like humans and kind of like this is more like evolutionary biology um which i've read into obviously i'm no expert in that but we know that as you get older you get more type 2x muscle fibers um and you know quick recap in case you don't know it was long believed that like we had three main muscle fibers type 1 type 2a type 2x still a pretty strong belief um Type 1 is like our endurance, right? It can go for a long time, can't produce as much force. Type 2A is going to be our kind of blend uh, where it can go for a medium amount of time, medium amount of force. Type 2X is going to be like our really no endurance. We're talking like ultimate power production. And that's how we used to think about it. Um, But then a lot of evidence came out showing that uh, inactive obese people have more type 2x fibers than younger active strong people and so it's like well if you're looking from a muscle standpoint that should mean that those people are the most forceful people out there um but when we look at like type 2x it's really for like when you trip and you like catch yourself like super quick movement like that's what those muscles are like kind of used for more And it's more so that you have no ability to have any sort of endurance. So your muscles tire really easily. Um, So when you, you know, look at it from a muscle standpoint, as you get older, that shift happens a little more. You lose your ability to produce force. You lose your ability to do it quickly. And so you're going to produce less force in a longer amount of time. Um, and that can happen up to one to 5% a year, especially after 50. Um, but if that made like no sense to you, the easiest thing to think about is like, when were you your fastest? When were you able to produce as much force as possible? If you haven't run in a while or done a power movement, like when you were younger, when you were 18, when you were 25, right? I mean, imagine like, or not imagine, remember being a kid and being like, huh, and just sprinting, right? Kids are so fucking dumb and they just like run for no reason. But like, that's how we should be doing things, right? When's the last time you did that? Um, so, and it also kind of goes back to why the highest, most powerful athletes, like once they hit their late 20s, their 30s, like you just can't compete with, an 18-year-old, a 20-year-old who's, like, fresh, the strongest and fastest that – well, maybe not strongest, but the fastest that they'll ever be. Um, so, yeah, we we start to notice those declines. And, you know, it's easy to look at a professional athlete and be like, dang, he's just not as good as when he was 20. He's still better than 95% of the population, right? But those, like, milliseconds matter. Um, and – for like the general population it's like you just are not as fast as you used to be and whether that was over the course of 5 10 15 20 years um or it was just you woke up one day and you're like I'm just not fast like 
it's it's just that you didn't notice it. Like every year you got a little slower, especially since you didn't train that. So that's a long way of saying that like, yeah, it happens over time. What a waste of five minutes, huh? The answer everyone <laughs> loves. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> I also think people just kind of like anchor it to like some type of life event that made them really yep. think about it. Like, oh, after I had my mm-hmm. first kid or like, oh, after I did this. Yeah. Um, so like I, you two. When's the last time you two sprinted? Mm. I'm talking like as fast as you could. A long time ago. Right. <laughs> like, I don't I don't think I've ever intentionally done that since I've been forced to and like PE. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm being yeah. honest. So then you're I mean, like, I, definitely oh, I wonder why when. In the pool, I guess I would do sprints. But I mean, it, that's still been a while. Yeah. And then like, so think about that. And then let's say someone's like, hey, let's go play pickup ball. And you're like, yeah, okay. Like, I'll go play basketball real quick. And you go and like sprint and do so. Yeah, you're like, first of all, you're on the court and you're like, oh oh my God, everything hurts. Like your breath is out. Every joint in your body hurts. Your muscles are like, what the fuck? We have not done this Mm -hmm. in 10 years. And now you think like, oh, it's just basketball. I used to be able to do this. Um, And that's just your body's way of being like, you motherfucker. Like you should not have done this. Bro, I have a question uh, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, there is a lot of like on Instagram or TikTok, you'll just see inspirational stories. And I feel like we do see a lot of individuals who are either in their fifties or their sixties and they're just getting started with their fitness journey. And you'll see like these older individuals get jacked. (laughs) So like, how does that work? Like, is that going against everything you're saying (laughs) or is it still like, you're still able to build, build muscle, even if like you are in your fifties or sixties or whatever. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing this up because like, if, if you heard everything up until this point, you're like, and and you're 15 you've you're never like, why done would anything I work out? you're like well yeah it's too late <laughs> to start right yeah um and i think that's what a lot of people think and we've had we've all had older clients like i mean instagram right it's it's all over the place but we've all had older clients who like i mean my mom i love my my mom and she will text me things like hey i just moved the couch by myself and uh i just uh uh, shovel the whole driveway by myself. I got a text the other week that my mom has not slammed in God knows how fucking long. Um, but she's been strain training for like three years consistently now. And she texts me and she's like, I swam uh, four laps uh, in the pool. And I was like, hell yeah. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Well, I first of all, I was like, I did hype her up. But in my mind, I was like, <laughs> what? And it was because like, what she has like this about? strength that she's built up this capacity well i mean you know what i mean i'm like (laughs) it's like 6 a.m and mom's like i'm gonna go swim in the middle of winter um but it was like it 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 just really speaks to a there's never like it's never too late right of course we all wish we could i mean i wish i could have started lifting when i was 12 so that by the time i was 22 i had had 10 years under my belt instead of waiting until i was like 18 and now i I think that's what they call olympians um yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, for not pushing me. Well, he tried. I was like, I'm not gonna do that. Um, yeah, you know, classic, uh, not appealing to authority in any way, shape, or form. Um, but you know, going back to your original point, like, you can always start. And I, I think when we look at these declines, it's not so much like I, the way I like to look at it is that like we all have this like genetic cap, 
right? Like whatever it is, it's different between for every person. You can't change that, but you can change your ability to to get to that cap. So are you losing 1% a year? You know, we'll be really conservative. Yeah, but that's from like this this cap of like, let's say you can put on 100 pounds of muscle in your life and you didn't start until you were 20 or something. Okay, and, and this is not how it like works in real life, but let's say then you've lost just 20%. Okay, you can still build 80 pounds of muscle, right? You can still do 80% of the work. And that is always going to be more than zero. Whether you start in your 60s and you have never trained in your life, that will always be more than zero. And it's going to make not just like training like better. It's not, yes, it's going to change your body composition, but you are going to just feel more able and like that's what we want to get the point across as you get as you get older especially it's like do you miss gardening yes okay let's get you to do some like body weight lunges that will eventually turn into dumbbell lunges that will eventually turn into barbell lunges and squats so that you can be like oh i'm gonna go out and lunge i'm gonna be my mom and fucking swim four laps and i haven't done that in god knows how long like because you've worked on these things so it's absolutely possible. It's always better than doing nothing. And like that, that's like saying like, I'll never be a billionaire. I should never save money. What? How does that make any sense? You know, um, like I should have started my 401k when I was 10. Like, sure, but you're not. So start investing $100 or whatever now. Um, yeah. So I, I try not to get too lost because that is like in something that kind of angers me too. And people are like, well, it's too late now. I'm like, you have no idea how long your life might go, right? Like if you're 50 and you have, and I'll say it, the blessing to be on this earth for another 50 years. And you're just going to be like, I'm just going to let, I'm just going to let myself wither away. Like what a waste, um, not of life. I'll never say it's a waste of life, but what a waste of like, just your ability to to do things and to to be more and to experience more so um i think what yeah. Roe is trying to say is it's a choice how you age <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah sure choose wisely <laughs> and aging yeah, yeah, is a gift sure. like every single day that we get yeah, on this planet is. is a gift and so i feel like there's so many things you can you can take the, like you there's so many routes you can take this conversation especially like with all like society says with aging too and how they shit on aging and how we don't need to look like we've aged. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to look like you have wrinkles or gray hair or whatever it is. Like there's so many different things we could talk about here, but at the end of the day, I do believe it is a really beautiful gift and we should want to show up for ourselves in every way that we can. Yeah. Yeah. You said it in a nice, nicer way and more eloquent way. <laughs> yes. Uh, always. kind of got on the soapbox. <laughs> One of my favorite things I hear is my metabolism has slowed down. So give us a little myth buster action. You know, is this truth or a lie? <laughs> this one always pisses people off because they're like, well, you don't have kids and you don't have a <laughs> blah, 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 whatever the hell else they want to say. Um, so 
we've talked before about like what Road metabolism is, right? <laughs> All right. What is metabolism, right? Like we've talked about how it's just it's just the the chemical process of life, right? How we're going to break down energy, how we're going to utilize it, all those processes. Does that like does that slow down? Yes, we've talked about how as you get older, signals just aren't as strong as they used to be. It slows down. But like does your body's ability to uh, expend energy inherently decrease in a large enough amount? Uh, no. <laughs> There's this big study that came out in 21. I'm blanking on the name. Um, where they looked at like the metabolism uh, from like 20 to 60. And after they normalized for like activity, for race, for like all these things, age did not play like a role at all. So even if you were 60, you were still burning the same amount as someone who was 20. And I think people, when they hear that, they get really pissed off because they're like, no, like things were different when I was younger. Like we've talked about all this stuff, but how active are you compared to when you were younger? How much stress are you under now compared to when you were younger? How much shittier has your diet become than when you were younger? Like, we talk about how you can't outwork a bad diet or whatever, fine. But if you were like constantly moving, lifting, whatever, when you're younger and probably can't afford as much food as, as you would like or are kind of like snacking here and there and just not eating as much as you think you are, then you're going to like inherently be smaller or have less fat or have more muscle just because like you're a machine, you're burning through things. Whereas when you're older, um, certain life things might decrease your activity. So you have a kid, right? Of course your sleep's going to go to shit. Then you still have to go to work. And then like your partner is like under their own stress and you have to try and like figure that out. That is what's going to shape behaviors that's going to slow down, quote unquote, your metabolism. So it's not so much that like you got older and now you just put on weight or you lost muscle, but it's your life changed and you either didn't or were not able to prioritize the things that you used to. Uh, and I think that's also hard to hear for people because they're like, can be a gut check for some people. And they're like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess I did just kind of not exercise for 10 years because I had to take care of my kid or finances were tight and I went to work and whatever. Like, but that's nothing to be like ashamed of either. Like you had to take care of yourself or your family in a different way. Could you have done it more efficiently? Maybe. I don't know your situation, right? If you're listening to this, like, no, like straight up my, like my home was foreclosed, blah, blah. Like there's a whole lot of things that can happen that in life that can make this very difficult. Um, but to say that it was aging would like be inherently wrong um so yeah i feel like in my mind this has more to do with your like generally speaking you need to eat less as you age but it has more to do with your total daily energy expenditure and less output and less like it has more to do with that than like oh i just can't eat as much because i'm getting older like that's how my mind processes this whole thing 
Yeah. And it's also you could make a case for like you you can probably you probably have to eat more as you age, right? Like I'm sure you will talk about it, but like you have to eat more protein because you are just like you're fighting against losing muscle, right? You have to keep yourself fed so that these processes are working as well as they can because you are up against age. Um, you know, so it's like it's just it's just a, a, a difference in how you frame how you look at things pretty much yeah. what you said. One of the things we didn't talk about, which is interesting about aging, is your like gut motility slows down. Mm. So certain recommendations, like you actually need to eat less fiber when you age. So it's like kind of interesting just how processes change and your diet does change, which leads us naturally into the great question of what are recommendations to be young forever? Like how can we support this aging <laughs> process in a good way? Yeah, I, I'll speak to, um, you know, exercise and then like, you can speak to nutrition more than I can for exercise. Like what we've talked about, uh, about it in this episode a lot has been that like we lose muscle mass. Okay. Well, how do you do the opposite of that? Okay. You gain or keep muscle mass. All right. How do we do that? Resistance training. I think a lot of people are like, it's gotta be this perfect program. I got to work out every day, blah, blah, blah. We just talked about how my mom, decided to swim laps has been able to shovel all winter this is someone who didn't start lifting until she was 54 and she has done like the same program pretty much for three years now three times a week we focus on push pull push pull she carries something she walks every now and then that's it and that has allowed for her to have less back pain for her weight to be managed better for her to be stronger, for her to be more able. And if you are older and listening to this and you've never done anything, do that, whether it's three times a week, two times a week, or just once a week. We've talked about how you can ease into things and how something is better than nothing. So you shouldn't just be like, I can't do five days a week, so fuck it. I'm going to throw the rest of my life away. So resistance training is going to be the biggest you know, in my opinion, and also I think I have the data to back it up, it's going to be more important um, than anything else because as we talked about with falls, like if you can load yourself externally with a weight or something, then you're able to resist gravity a lot easier. So you're going to be less likely to fall. And if you do fall, your body is at least strong and calloused enough to be like, whatever, I just fell. It's not a big deal. Um I, you know, don't do as much cardio as I should. And we talked about that earlier, but endurance exercise is also going to be like really important because your heart is a muscle too. Like getting steps for long periods of time, 20, 30 minutes, like it's work. It's not hard work for some people, right? But it's work. You're consistently moving. So we're going to be spreading blood where it needs to be spread. We're going to be spreading a lot of those mild kinds that we talked about in a previous episode. Um, and I don't even touch on that, right? Like how if we are stronger, more able, we have more muscle, we're going to release more hormones essentially from our muscle. And that's going to help with all these things from mental clarity, our eye health, like all the things that we've talked about. Um, so like the easiest thing is like, it's so simple. You pick something heavy up and you put it down. And you do that a couple times a week for 30 minutes and bam, you've become 
much more that you've become stronger and much more able than if you hadn't done anything and you take some time to to do some low cardio work and you're like the capacity just increases and so your capacity to live a better life increases as well it just it reminds me of i think like the saying where they said like if you don't use it you lose it have you ever heard that one yes yes that should, and it reminds that should me just of just be, like how our that's bodies, all i should have said yeah if you don't use it you lose it and like our bodies are just they're, yeah, all, the they're intricately working to get like like you said it's just like mm-hmm. you going for a walk is impacting so much more than just like your physical activity <laughs> like it's yeah all the things that you said of just like your eye health and your heart health and where blood's going and where it's not going like how your heart's pumping how your lungs are expanding like it's incredible yeah it's great yeah Yeah. and from a nutrition perspective i guess i have like five main things that i would boil it down to although there's a lot to it one of the biggest things is you have to eat enough Our, our goal like anytime i work with someone I say this, my goal is for you to eat absolutely as much as possible because that gives us more space to make sure you have enough nutrient dense foods while Mm -hmm. maintaining a favorable body composition for your goals and for your health. Like that's it. And I see most people honestly under eating and it ends up leading to a whole bunch of stuff that could be its whole, a whole nother podcast episode. And then a part of that is maintaining really good blood sugar balance. Ro and I talked about this on mm-hmm. the last episode, which I highly recommend going to listen to if you have not already. Um, but we talked about just how important it is to have blood sugar balance so that we don't have things like metabolic diseases and we don't have things like cortisol over the place and we don't have, you know, we're not making a dysregulated nervous system worse. Another big piece is hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Seriously, mm-hmm. like everyone's always like, what's the secret to like having great skin? It's like, just give your cells water, dude. It's yeah, literally fluids, it. Yeah. Use sunscreen <laughs> and drink water. And like good sunscreen, not crappy sunscreen. Use like zinc or some type of quality sunscreen, not just straight up. <laughs> and have a bunch of melanin. That's right, baby. Um, another <laughs> one is my minding your micros so we do focus you know it's Mm -hmm. like you hear about macros a lot but those micros are important antioxidant rich foods like all of those things really start to matter and that's why i think you know now wherever you are in life start paying attention to that and that's why i really do advocate for eating mostly whole foods over processed foods and get comfortable cooking Um, and then the last thing i would say is protein needs do increase as we age because we're trying to support that lean body Mm -hmm. mass and we want to make sure we maintain it so those are those are my my top five when it comes to nutrition to support the aging process yeah who would have known that the secret to life is literally pick something heavy up put it down and eat well (laughs) oh so so difficult to do you know we made entire professions out of it Damn it. That also is so upsetting, though, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. I think, though, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's sometimes it's hard because episodes like this, you're like, oh, man, like, we're fucked. But really, we're not. <laughs> like, right. yeah. you know, it's like we do have so much of a choice. And I love all the research coming out about just how much of a choice we have. I think this, like, 
I think at this point we can say it's an old school mindset to be like, well, it's just my genetics. No, like F mm-hmm. that. Like you will see siblings with the same parents have absolutely totally different, you know, manifestations of disease that happen because of the choices they've made. So if anything, take away from this episode that you have the power to determine how you age and if it's really shitty or if it can be something that is more like aging like a fine wine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And if you're yeah, noticing that things like fill off, <laughs> like milk. I would just encourage people to actually seek out professionals that know what they're talking about. And um, yes. yeah. like don't like if something's bothering you or something feels stiff or something feels off or like you just feel like shit, I'm just declining. Like don't get discouraged. Like there are so many people out there that can help you find answers. And I'm not saying like everything is going to be perfect after you hire someone or work with somebody, but it's just like little bitty things that add up that can make a huge difference. So I definitely encourage individuals to like ask questions and stay curious and don't settle for crappy practitioners. Oh yeah. Yes, and and get your blood checked all the time. Like for <laughs> Draw real. My like, blood. You want to talk about something that's happening at mm-hmm. the at the most basic level, and that's how you talk about your mineral and nutrient profiles, right? Like, check your blood, man, because you can be like, man, why do I feel like shit? And it's oh, you're mm-hmm. missing these two key ingredients to life. That's our <laughs> Go jam, get those. Nicole and I, because. <laughs> FYI, if people didn't know this, dietitians can do all of these things and we can look at it from a nutrition lens and that's why I freaking love it. And I think like, yes, we're all professionals, but I just want to speak to the way we all work. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think philosophically we're all on the same page. The goal is, usually with hopefully every provider you go to, not for you to need us every step of the way for your entire life, but rather we're here as resources to teach you so that you have everything you need. And after a couple months, I know for me, like I have a four month program and some people will stay on a little longer, but like after, you know, a couple months together, my goal is that you have what you need to go forward confidently on your own. And and that's like hopefully like a good physical therapist. You shouldn't need to go back to them every day for the rest of your life, right? Like they're teaching you, here's how I can keep my core strong, you know, what engage my glutes so I don't have this back injury come back. Mm -hmm. So that's also, I think, a really good thing to keep an eye out for when you're looking for professionals to help you along the way. Yeah. If they're trying to convince you that uh, you need them forever, they're they're wrong. (laughs) They're the wrong practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. And again, my caveat there is unless you're a professional athlete and I'm like, I mean, we're trying to get better every year, yeah. you yeah. know, so I'm like, we have to tailor this a little differently. But That's yeah, their job. I, I mean, for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do have and I have people that have worked with me for over two years, but like it's their mm-hmm. job to be peak mm-hmm. physical condition. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's a little asterisk there. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because that's, you know, your body is your work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You stop well, working, those checks do not come in. And exactly. daddy does not get paid. And he's a sad boy. Oh, my God. Well, on that note, we are all currently accepting clients. If you need some help, um, Roe is clearly the master of all things exercise and performance and a wealth of knowledge. Nicole is our wonderful non-diet dietitian, and she specializes in helping you know your body better so you can feel better with nutrition and lifestyle support. 
and myself and my amazing team, we specialize in taking a holistic approach to solving digestive and hormonal symptoms, and we love working on performance as well. And I know both Nicole and I do specialized lab testing, which is like our jam, so that we can figure out these things before it becomes a disease state and support your body as best as possible. So if you have questions about any of that ever, in the show notes, it's linked up so you can reach each of us individually, or you can follow us at Health Unfiltered Pod on Instagram and shoot us any questions you might have, whether it's about what we do or something that you want to hear answered on the podcast or just like a topic suggestion. You just want us to like go deep homeboy into something, like let us know. Um, (laughs) Please rate us and share us. Um, Rate us wherever you get your podcast. It helps us grow and we really, really appreciate it. But on that note, Nicole, I'm going to pass it to you. Cue that music. (laughs) <laughs> Bye, y'all. Love it. Peace out, everyone. Bye. <laughs>